All right, thanks for being with us this morning. It's awesome to have you here today. Uh, we're in week four of a five-week series. We're going through the banners on the wall. This is us. This is who we are. We're a caring place where God transforms lives. People are strengthened. Genuous is encouraged. Christianity's a matter of the heart. And uh, a lot can change around here, but this will always stay the same. This is who we are. This is what makes hope, hope. Well, next week we have Mr. Dom Savoka coming up to unpack the heart Christianity. Um, the heart, Christianity is a matter of the heart. Can't think of anybody better to talk about the heart than Dom. So don't miss next week. It's going to be awesome. Uh, this week, today, we're talking about genuineness. And we are a church that encourages genuineness. It's one of my favorite things about this church. It's one of my favorite things about you is the genuineness of the people in this church. It's one of the reasons that I fell in love with Hope Community Church a year and a half ago. So today we're talking about genuineness. How many of you know that uh, fake is everywhere? You guys know that? Fake? Fake is pretty much everywhere today. To find a place that's genuine is incredibly rare. And I just have some silly examples of fake. Um, number one, here's Diane Keaton on stage at the 71st Annual Golden Globes Award Ceremony. There she is on your left. She's giving a speech. Well, right, I, okay, she's 68 years old. She looks good, right, for somebody who's 68. She gives her speech at the Golden Globes. They cut to a commercial break. They cut to her doing a L'Oreal commercial, and there she is on the right. Do you see a little difference? <laughs> Have you ever met a 68-year-old woman that has that perfect of skin? No, right? It's not real. It's fake. It's fake. There's so much fake out there. In fact, CVS, I love this. CVS is taking a stand just this year in a bold move for genuineness. Um, they have put an end to the airbrushing of their models. So instead of seeing the perfect image on the left, you are going to see the genuine image on the right. Um, it's a bold move for genuineness, where they're going to stop airbrushing their models. Um, so this is a company, CVS, that's encouraging genuineness. Um, even social media. Social media, those of you who have it, is there fake on social media? No, no, not my social media. I was at the gym uh, a few weeks ago. I'm running on the treadmill, and there's a girl on a weight machine, and she's not doing any weights. She's got her phone out. She's like trying to get the weights in the background. She spent 45 minutes taking the picture, filtering the picture, posting the, you know, hashtag workout. She didn't even break a sweat. <laughs> it's fake. All right, guys, here's one for you, um, or like ladies that are really hungry. Um, <laughs> I went to Burger King recently, and I saw this. I was going to order, and I saw this picture on the sign, the Burger King Bacon King. Doesn't that look awesome? with the like two beef patties, the cheese melting, you know, bacon. 
You guys hungry yet? <laughs> so I'm like, bacon king. I got to have that. So I order. I'm like, I'll take a bacon king. You know, order comes out. I unwrap it. And what does it look like? That. <laughs> have you ex ever experienced that? Where you see something that looks so good and you order it and it comes out and it's like flat and mashed? <laughs> it's because that picture was fake. It's not real. Fake is everywhere. And do you guys know that the same thing can happen in the church? And we can come to church and we can, you know, airbrush all of our flaws. We can hide all of our sins and struggles and we can project this picture-perfect image. But it's not real, is it? Because there are no perfect Christians. We all have flaws. It's fake. And at Hope, we don't want to be fake with each other. Right? Amen? We don't want to be fake. We're a church that encourages genuineness with one another and genuineness with God. That's the kind of church we want to be. There's a saying that I love. Um, it goes like this. It says, it's better to be authentically flawed than perfectly fake. It's better to be authentically flawed than perfectly fake. And I believe that. And I think as a church, I think it's better for us to be authentically flawed. Because we are flawed. It's better to be authentically flawed than to be perfectly fake with one another. See, we are a church that encourages genuineness. So what does that mean? That means when you come, we're not going to ask you to be something that you're not. So if you're here today and you're not a Christian, that's okay. We're glad you're here. We're not going to ask you to be something that you're not. We're not going to, when you come to hope, we're not going to ask you to pretend to be perfect or that everything is okay. That's not the kind of church that we want to be. We're a church that encourages genuineness. This is us. This is who we are. We want to be real with God and real with one another. And so you can come here and you can be honest with what's going on in your life. You can be honest about who you are. But let me ask you a question. Is it easy to be vulnerable with people? Is it easy to take down the mask and to show people the real you? That is so hard. That is so difficult to be genuine and honest and vulnerable with people. Especially in a world where so often we are, we put on this mask or we act like everything's okay. But this is a church where we want to be honest and genuine with one another. So I want to invite everybody today to take one step towards genuineness. If you're a three, hey, when it comes to vulnerability, I'm a three. I want to ask you, take that to a four. If you're a five, what would it look like? To make that a six. I want to encourage everyone here this morning to take one step towards genuineness. And to help us out, we're going to look at a passage of scripture. It's 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. So if you have your Bible with you, turn with me to 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. It's near the end of the Bible. It's one of those little letters. You can miss it. It's 1 John chapter 1 Verse 5. 
It's a passage of scripture that's going to help each one of us to make some moves towards genuineness. Let's read it together. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. These are strong words. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him, we make God out to be a liar and his word is not in us. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. So it is easy for us to come to be fake with God, to be fake with one another. We don't want to do that here. Fake is everywhere. So we've got three moves towards more genuine, authentic relationships with God and one another. Three moves towards genuineness I want everyone to make. So let's pray. We'll dive in. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for each person that's here. We're asking you, God, Lord, to build a throne in this room today, to reign over everything that is said and done. Thank you, God, that you sit on an eternal throne. And uh, there is no fake with you because you see everything. You know everything. So teach us, God, how to be real and genuine. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Three moves towards genuineness. First move, number one, step into the light. First move towards genuineness, step into the light. It's not an easy thing to do. In my backyard, I have a little clubhouse, nice little house, has uh, two windows, two lights, a door, just for storage. Really don't have much storage to put in there. It was kind of an empty little clubhouse in our backyard. And one night, I woke up in the middle of the night. And I got up, I peered out my bathroom window, and I, in the darkness of my backyard, I noticed there was a light on in the clubhouse. It kind of freaked me out. It's wintertime. Don't really use the clubhouse in the wintertime. There's a light on in the clubhouse. Oh, that's weird. Um, we don't lock. We don't lock that clubhouse. And uh, I live by a couple of busy roads. You know, Pennsylvania Turnpike, um, Easton Mill. I'm looking, ah, there's a light on in the clubhouse. I'm thinking, I know what this is. A drifter. A drifter <laughs> was walking down the road. And they saw this nice little clubhouse you know, two windows, a door, and they thought, you know what? I need a place to stay for the night. And they walked up, and the door was open, 
And they opened the door, and they went in, and they turned on the light, and they were just chilling in my clubhouse. And I'm freaking out. There's someone in my clubhouse. What am I going to do? It's the middle of the night. Do I call the police? What if I'm wrong? (laughs) I go downstairs. I get my machete from my mission trip to Guatemala. (laughs) Do I go out there, though, in the middle of the night, into that light, to peek into the clubhouse? It's risky. It's risky. So I go back to bed. (laughs) And I don't sleep at all for hours until my wife stirs. Angie, there's a light on in the clubhouse. Oh, the kids must have left it on. She rolls over and falls asleep. I was freaking out. And sometimes genuineness feels like that because God wants to shine a light on our life. He wants to expose what's in the darkness for us to come into that light and to open the door and to peek inside the clubhouse of our own soul. You guys, that is a risky move. To allow God to expose sin and darkness in our life To step into that light. Bring your machete. Just kidding. It is a a risky thing to come into the light. And to allow God to expose what is in the darkness. That's what a genuine person does. Do you guys know what genuineness is? Genuineness is having the courage to be imperfect. That's what genuineness is. A genuine person is someone that has the courage to be imperfect. It's a person who can face the truth of who they are. I'm going to step into the light. It's scary. I don't know what's in the darkness, but I'm going to step into the light and I'm going to allow God to expose what's in the darkness of my heart. See, that's what, that's what a Christian is. A Christian is someone who's had the courage step into the light. And that's what John says. 1 John 1, 5 through 7. He says, This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we don't, do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So John says, God is light. This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. Now, if it was me, right here getting into the message, this is the message I declare to you. God, I'd say God is love, right? And God is love. That's 1 John 1, chapter 4. So God is love. That's coming. But before we get to chapter 4, we got to be in chapter 1. Before God's love, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. In fact, this is what the scripture says about God. Psalm 104 says, God wraps himself in in light. Wow. 
1 Timothy 6.16, God dwells in inapproachable light. In fact, there is no sun in heaven because the glory of God is the light. So imagine a being a million billion times brighter than the sun. That's our God. God is light. Jesus is the light of the world. So you know who's a fake? Someone who walks in darkness and claims they are a Christian. Right? Who's a fake? And scripture says your faith is a lie. Right here. Someone who walks in darkness but claims to be a Christian. Why? Because God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. See, I'm being real with you guys today. That's real. What's a Christian? Who's a Christian? Someone who's perfect? No. Someone who's genuine. Someone who's had the courage to step into the light. That's who a Christian is. But when you step into that light, what is that light going to expose? It's going to expose everything, right? Every flaw, every sin, every imperfection, nothing is hidden. Everything is exposed in God's light. Every selfishness, every immorality, every failure to love God, God sees it all. And this is why the cross of Jesus Christ is so offensive. Because the cross of Jesus Christ exposes our sin. And the cross says to every one of us, me included, you are a sinner. And Christ had to die for your sins. Without the cross, there's no salvation. Without the cross, there's no forgiveness. God meets us in only one place, and that is the cross of Jesus Christ. So to be a Christian is to have the courage to come to the cross and to step into the light. To say, God, here I am before you. You see everything. And when we come to the cross and we have the courage to step into the light, to be genuine and courageous with God and with one another. This is what 1 John 1, 7 says. I love this promise. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, if we walk in the light, this is what God promises as he is in the light. First of all, number one, I love this. I wish I could just preach on this line. He says, we have fellowship with one another. If we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. If we're going to have good relationships in this room, we have to be genuine and vulnerable. There's something about being genuine with one another that connects us deeply, right? So when we're genuine, we walk in the light, it says we have fellowship with one another. When we're fake, our fellowship isn't real either. So we want to be real with one another. When we are, we're going to have fellowship, community with one another. But even more importantly, and I love this, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Come into the light. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, purifies us from all sin. Oh, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. That's our first move into genuineness. It's a courageous move. Step into the light to allow God to expose the sin in our life.
Second move into genuineness is to confess our sin. So we know what to do when we're not perfect. It's to confess our sin. And we don't always do that. Back in 2007, my wife and I bought our first house, our first home. And uh, we loved our house. It was great. Um, a newer home. Um, pretty much we liked everything, except there was one thing that kind of annoyed us. On our counter in our kitchen, somebody had glued a wood cutting board right on the counter next to the stove. It kind of looked like that. Um, and it just kind of bugged me. I was like, I don't really want a cutting board here. But they had glued it on, so you couldn't get it off. It was so annoying. And one day, I was like, okay, I'm going to get this cutting board off. I start pulling and pulling, and the glue starts to come loose. And I pull it up, and I was shocked with what I saw. Next slide. There was a burn mark on my countertop. So when we bought the house, the people who owned it previously, instead of being genuine with us, they decided to hide this and cover it with a beautiful-looking cutting board. And I just think so many times in our life, you know, sometimes that's what we can actually do with our own sin, is instead of being genuine and confessing our sin, we actually sometimes would prefer just to cover it up and to put on a happy face or to put on this perfect image. And, and Scripture is calling us to a genuineness with one another and with God where it's actually okay to take the cutting board off and to confess our sins. Here's what John says to uh, Here's what John says to us. I, I think we all get stuck in this mode where we're, we feel like we have to be perfect or we're pretending to be perfect. And this is what John says in 1 John 1, 8 through 10. He says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will for forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, he says it again, we make him out to be a liar. And his word is not in us. <laughs> I love it. To go through life, to pretend like we're perfect. To be proud and defensive about our flaws. What scripture is saying is, if we're pretending to be perfect, we're deceiving ourselves. Because we're not perfect. And in fact, we make God out to be a liar. Why? Because what does God's word say? It says, all have sinned. Romans 3, 23, 22 and 23. It says, we all stumble in many ways. James 3, 2. Or uh, here's one um, from Ecclesiastes 7, 20. Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous, not one who does what is right and never sins. So really, the first step to being a genuine person is just to get God's word inside of you. I am not a perfect person. I don't always do what is right. And so I, I'm not going to go through life claiming that I don't mess up. I'm not going to go through life claiming I haven't sinned. I'm not going to hide or cover up my flaws. Because you know what? There's no one on earth who's righteous. No one who does what is right. And never sins. And so our second move to genuineness is just to confess our sins. To admit when we fail. To admit when we struggle. 
This is what John 1.9 says, and this is so encouraging. He says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There is nothing that you can confess that Christ's blood cannot cover. There's nothing you can confess that Christ's blood can't cover. There is no joy in hiding our sin. Is there? No joy in that. Confess your sin. You can be free. The cross covers it all. I think back. Think back to the moment you invited God into your life. Wasn't that an incredibly genuine moment? Didn't we confess our sins and trust God for salvation? And in the moment of that genuineness of confessing our sin, in that moment, Christ's blood covered every sin, not just part of our sins. His blood covered it all. Past, present, and future, everything was forgiven. Thank you, God. And so now, as we live as Christians, here's what I'm asking. Don't lose that genuineness. Stay in that place of genuineness. Continue to confess your sin. Jesus, when he taught us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer, Lord's Prayer is a great way to pattern your prayers. And pray that way every day. But one of those requests Jesus taught us to pray was, forgive us our debts. So every day, we're asking God, saying, God, I've messed up, I've sinned, forgive me for my sin. It's the kind of genuineness we want to have before God. And we want that same genuineness with one another. We trust each other as we have safe places to be real. I want to be a person that can freely admit when I've failed, when I've sinned. I want to be that person. And uh, it's hard. It's hard to admit when you're wrong, isn't it? It's difficult to confess our sin, especially with other people. A few weeks ago, I was heading, heading to the office, leaving home in the morning, and uh, said goodbye to Lydia. And I said, bye, Lydia. I'll see you at lunch. She was so excited. Okay, see you later. Love you. And then um, I didn't come home at lunch. I worked right through lunch. Then I got home that night said hi, you know, gave a big hug. She's so excited. She's like, Dad, where, you were, where were you at lunch? Great question for a three-year-old. I said, oh, I worked through lunch. And then that night as I thought about what I had said, I realized that I needed to actually confess my sin. Because I hadn't been genuine with her. I kind of brushed her off. Oh, yeah, I was at work. So the next morning, first thing I did is I said, hey, yesterday... I was leaving work. I told you I'd be home at lunch, and I wasn't. I'm so sorry, because I didn't keep my word. Will you forgive me? Yeah. 
That's the kind of genuineness I want to have. Where I can freely admit when I failed. Because you know what? I'm not perfect. In fact, God, God's word says I'm not perfect. And my, the very first thing that I did when I became a Christian is to confess my sin. So I want to live in that place of genuineness. And I know you do too. But it's a move. It's a move into genuineness. To be able to admit our failures and mistakes and not be proud and defensive about it. But to confess our sins. Third move. So we got first move, step into the light. Confess your sin. Third move into genuineness. Sin no more. Is that a little surprising? <laughs> sin no more. We got to have a bigger vision for our life. And uh, May 25th, 1961, President John F. Kennedy gave a historic speech that set our country on a race to reach the moon. You guys remember that? It's uh, JFK's moonshot speech. We choose to go to the moon. Not, I mean, I, that's probably one of the most inspiring speeches a president has ever given. And I want to show you, I want to show you a clip of uh, just of this moonshot. That speech gives me chills every time I hear it. Um, we choose to go to the moon. At that time, NASA had no idea how they were going to get to the moon. The moonshot. And that's the power of having a greater vision for your life. We choose to go to the moon. 1 John 1. Scripture does not hold back calling us to the moon. And this is what John says in 1 John 2, 1. This is his moonshot speech. He says, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. What a powerful vision for human life. I write this to you so that you will not sin. Jesus had his own moonshot speech. Matthew chapter 5 through 7. Some of the greatest words ever spoken. One of my favorite sections of scripture. In this breathtaking speech, Jesus calls us to an astonishing goal. And in Matthew 5:48, Jesus says, "Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is a life beyond imagination. It's a life free from hypocrisy. This is a life where we live out everything that we believe and hold true, where we sin no more. What a breathtaking vision for human life. And what I want to say today, because this would be challenge in our culture today, but I want to say that genuineness is not incompatible with holiness. My friends, genuineness is not incompatible with holiness. And one of the most authentic things that you can do as a Christian is to allow your life to be transformed by Jesus Christ. And the same cross that forgave you and the same gospel that forgave you has the power to change you. And so what is more genuine and authentic than to shoot for the moon? Yes, I've heard the saying, shoot for the moon. Even if you fail, you'll land among the stars. 
So church, shoot for the moon. Sin no more. Genuine. It's authentic. It's becoming who God has made us to be. And if we fail, and we will, that is why we need Jesus. We never stop needing Jesus. 1 John 2, 1 through 2. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. Wow. But if anybody does sin, we will. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He's the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And so we shoot for the moon and we will fail and we will struggle. But church, we have an advocate. And He is Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And so as we shoot for the moon, as we seek a bigger vision for our life, and when we struggle and when we fall and when we sin and fail, we want to do exactly what Martin Luther, the great reformer, encouraged us to do. He said this, for every one look you take at your sin, take 10 looks at Jesus Christ. Sometimes we don't take any looks at your sin. So we step into the light. Take a look at your sin. But don't take 10 looks. Don't beat yourself up for days and days and days. Take one look at your sin. Take 10 looks at Jesus Christ. He is the atoning sacrifice for your sin. His blood cleanses you from all unrighteousness. We have an advocate. He is alive. He is Jesus and he lives in you and he is with you and he is for you. So don't stop shooting for the moon and live a brave life of genuineness and authenticity. See, today we choose to be authentic. We choose to be authentic, to step into the light and to allow God to expose our sin. We choose to confess our sins, to not be proud and defensive. And we choose a greater vision for our life to be people who are transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. We choose to be authentic. And one of the greatest things I've heard from from a teenager in our, our youth ministry back in Colorado, he said, he said, Brian, I love coming to church. I said, why do you like being at church? He said, because I can be myself. I can be myself. Do you guys know the difference between a real diamond and a fake diamond? A real diamond has flaws. It has flaws. We all stand here today with sin and with flaws. But we choose to be genuine and we choose to be authentic. We come to the cross. We come to our advocate who loves us and forgives us. See, this is a place where you can be genuine. You can be yourself. In fact, we encourage it. It's the kind of place we want to be. Let's stand. Let's pray. God, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you love us so much with our flaws, with our sins, with our imperfections. 
Thank you that your love and your grace covers every one of them. And we can come and we can stand before you and we can stand forgiven and justified and righteous. Thank you for the advocate, for Jesus Christ, for the blood that was shed, for the forgiveness of sins, for new life in Jesus Christ. I pray today, God, you would make us authentic, transform our lives, transform our hearts, make us new. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing.